think what I'm what I've probably noticed is that you you assume you, you kind of from the outside think this is a pretty good situation, but when you get here it's an even better situation than you could have imagined. So this is BetQL Daily presented by Bet MGM from BetQL. Joe Flacco is feeling really good about the Browns situation, and he should be given how much success he's having already. The fact we're even talking about him as a real comeback player of the year contender. Absolutely. The Joe Flacco Cleveland Browns marriage has been going well, but can it continue against the New York Jets? Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and PJ Glasser here with you for Thursday Night Football tonight. PJ, we've got the aforementioned Jets and Browns. Cleveland, a seven and a half point favorite with a total of 34 and a half how are you playing it so the play that i like the most ed is the team total under for the jets at 13 and a half one of my favorite stats this year in the nfl is that the browns lead the league in defense at home in points per game they only give up 13 points per game and then on the road they give up 30 points per game so we think about this browns defense and how good it is and it is but they're great at home and they struggle on the road well they're at home tonight it's a short week they're facing trevor simeon you know unless like flacco throws a pick six or they have a couple turnovers to give the jets a short field which could happen but i just don't see simeon and this jets defense going down the field browns have an opportunity to clinch a playoff spot tonight and they can still win the afc north they can still get the number one seed in cleveland so uh they're gonna be revved up and ready to go i do like that team total under for the jets i also like the jets however plus seven and a half so even though i don't think they'll score a lot i do think they can keep it close this is really all about just selling high on flacco and the browns right now they're obviously a great story they've won three in a row they're playing good football but now that we're getting this hook with new york it just it feels like we're buying in on the Browns at a point where we should be selling. So I think this line should be more so, you know, if Flacco was playing like a normal backup would, right? If he was playing how most of the backups are this season, like this line is like minus four and a half, minus five. But because he's been great, he just had another insane performance against the Texans. Now it's all the way up to seven and a half. So the Jets pass defense is one of the best in the league. They're really, really good. Sauce is going to be on a, on a Mari Cooper, who's going to be banged up. Might not even play tonight. They said they're going to wait and see on that. So I think they match up pretty well with Cleveland and what they want to do in the pass game. So I'll take a little bit of the Jets plus the points, but I do like that team total under. Team total under makes sense. I am definitely tailing you when it comes to Jets plus seven and a half. I think part of it is the whole Trevor Simeon thing where, okay, we're dealing with another backup quarterback for the Jets. Won't turn out very well because none of them do in New York. And yes, to an extent, I understand that argument. And look, this is just going to be a low, low scoring game. Like the total is telling you as much, and it might be even worse than that. All of these primetime overs that we've been enjoying for the last few weeks, uh, maybe that ends tonight where we get something that is a, a tad sloppy like a 10-7 game 13-7 kind of game my model has this around six and i think that's about right in large part because when you are looking at these two defenses i agree that the browns at home are just fantastic and they probably are a little bit better than the jets but they're not drastically better than what new york's going to put out there if you look at say epa per play the browns are number one in the nfl at minus 0.22 that's number one but at number four 
in the league is the New York Jets at negative 0.11 EPA per play. So the question to me is more about if you think that the Joe Flacco-Kevin Stefanski connection is seven and a half points better than Simeon with Nathaniel Hackett. And to me, I don't think it is. Like, it's better. Absolutely it is. But it's not seven and a half points better if we are to assume that these defenses are roughly the same here. You know, looking at EPA per drop back and success rate, yes, Flacco is better, but not greatly, greatly so. The rushing attacks also have the same dilemma where I do think that the Browns rushing defense and the Jets rushing defense, they should both be stout here. I'm not expecting either running back to be able to move the ball with any kind of consistency. I think any kind of offensive success that we see will be through the air, and I'm not expecting a whole lot of it. In terms of, say, could there be an interception or two by Joe Flacco? I don't necessarily think that's a bad play here. It's not a prop that I'm necessarily looking at. But it is something that, okay, we should start to expect this Jets defense to at least impose some kind of its will. And we are probably due for a low-scoring game, PJ. No, I agree with you. And, uh, you know, I touched on Amari a little bit. And if he does play, obviously I expect Sauce to be on him for most of the Mm -hmm. game. Eddie had 265 yards last week, right? And his prop at BetMGM sitting at 57 and a half. Like everybody's going to be on that over, kind of like the under in the game, especially because Amari isn't 100%. He's not feeling great. And uh, the Jets' pass defense against wide receivers is excellent. Where they struggle is against tight ends. And ever since Flacco took over, Njoku has been killing it. He's been really, Mm -hmm. really good. I mean, Flacco's always loved his tight ends, going back to his days in Baltimore with Dennis Pitta and uh, over the years. So I like Najoku. I think this is a Najoku game. I take his over receiving yards. I take him anytime touchdown. I think he would be the guy that I would target tonight in the passing game for Cleveland. I know Amari went crazy last week. I think there's some regression this week. I, I think it's a bad matchup for him where this matchup much uh, much more so favors Najoku. I think if you want to look at like J- Jerome Ford receptions as well, you know, the Jets, again, the pass defense is good. The D-line is good. It gets after the quarterback, and Flacco has a tendency to hit those checkdowns and throw it to, to his running backs as well. So Jerome Ford over two and a half receptions, I think is another look uh, that I like as well. It does seem like when it comes to Flacco, like it's been the play action game, the intermediate passes, that's really what's made him shine in Cleveland. But if you've got a really aggressive defense that's going to go after you regardless of play action or not, you need time for those plays to develop. And I'm not sure the Jets are going to give him all that much. Offensive line might have a few breakdowns. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. And so that means Flacco will be checking it down a good bit. So the Joku play, I think, makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, You know, going to his running backs, I think, can make a whole lot of sense. But probably the play that I like in terms of the prop market more than anything else would be Joe Flacco over 36 and a half pass attempts. I think one reason why that number is set the way it is is because the line is seven and a half, right? But if we are backing the Jets, then we are expecting a closer game, perhaps even in situations in the second half where the Browns will be playing from behind. And in the past, you go, well, they're going to run the ball no matter what because they have insane success with it. I'm not sure that's the case anymore. Certainly, there have been stretches this year where the Browns haven't been good on the ground with Jerome Ford. Now, they have had better spurts 
hurts uh, closer to now. But against the Jets, I'm not sure that's something you can rely upon all that much. And so over 36 and a half pass attempts makes a lot of sense there. And then you look at the Jets side. This is probably a game where Trevor Simeon, look, if the Jets somehow, you know, pull off the upset and Jets backers, you know, want to go after plus 280 on that money line. I do think this will be Simeon having to win the game. This isn't just him being a game manager. He may actually have to be a tad extraordinary for that to happen. So, you know, seven and a half is kind of a misleading number. It's not just that the Browns are seven and a half better, but it's like if this game is close, Simeon has to pull a rabbit out of the hat. I'm not sure that's going to happen. But what I think it does mean is that he may also have more pass attempts than anticipated. So it's not necessarily a prop that I like there, but I do think Brees Hall will not be toting the rock as much. I'm seeing 14 and a half as his rush attempts. I really like the under there. I think the Jets have to keep the ball in the air for them to have any chance in this one. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. I think it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough Brees Hall game. I think the Simeon look is a good one. It makes a lot of sense. The game script, right? Like if they're trailing, they're obviously going to throw. And like you said, even if they're, if they're competitive and if they want to win the game, I think they're going to have to throw as well. Another prop that I like, which I've been taking the last couple of weeks in these Thursday night games, that's been uh, pretty mm-hmm. profitable. Total combined interceptions tonight between Joe Flacco and Trevor Simeon over one and a half. Ooh. It's juice minus 140. And I think we could get like three or four combined interceptions tonight. I think Flacco could throw a couple. I think Simeon could throw a couple potentially as well. Both of these defenses create turnovers. Both of them uh, create interceptions. So you know, Flacco, as great as he's been, all the attempts, all the touchdowns, all the yards, he is throwing interceptions. And Simeon against this Browns defense on the road, I think it is going to struggle as well. So, you know, you do have to lay some juice for it, but I think instead of taking Flacco to throw a pick at minus 200 or Simeon at minus 190, just combine the two of them, get a better price at minus 140. And uh, and that's another angle I'm attacking as well. Something I also like doing in these primetime games is looking at the field goal kickers, especially when we uh-huh. have a low total like this, right? And if people are on the side of us where they like the Jets, you would think the Browns are going to have more scoring opportunities tonight, and the Jets are probably going to have to keep them to field goals. Now, the thing you got to worry about is it's a night game in Cleveland in December, right? And that could look like a million different things. So there could Mm -hmm. be wind, there could be precipitation. It's obviously going to be cold. So you don't know how that's going to affect the kickers. Plus, Cleveland's new kicker now is uh, is Riley Patterson. So I don't know, Ed. It's it's I wanted to back the Browns kicker, but I just I think it's uh, I think it's a little bit too too risky. So. I think that prop that I like, though, is the is the combined interceptions, the one and a half between Simeon and Flacco. It is amazing that we're, we're talking about, say, a Cleveland home game in December that we're not immediately thinking, OK, they're going to run the ball. Everybody's going to be uber conservative. And the only field goal attempts we're going to be seeing would be, say, like inside 30 yards knowing full well that they're just going to stack the box. There's no way you can pass the ball in these conditions. And so that's just how these games are going to go. 9-3, 12-9, whatever it is, that's your final. Hope you enjoyed it, everybody. Make sure to you know pay for some concessions while you're there. But I also think that this maybe doesn't feel like quite a home game for Cleveland in terms of, say, having those conditions and running the ball a good bit more, that this is something where Joe Flacco will have to put it in the air uh, somewhat. And if that's the case then I think that might make head coaches a little, say, less risk averse, 
uh, where they are willing to go forward on fourth down a little bit more. And if they don't trust their field goal kickers uh, as much, then yes, that's probably why, you know, looking at kicking points, things like that, I'm probably less inclined to do that in a situation like this, even though when it is a Cleveland home game, I'm completely with you. Lower scoring contest, all the conditions are right for such things. Another question I wanted to ask you as well, because we're dealing with such a large spread, is this something that is teaserable? Is this a game where, say, you bump it down to, say, Browns minus one and a half, pair it with something else, and there may be something to it? I certainly think that's a good look. I like that as well. Yeah, I mean, in a game like this, the thing that I worry about is that it's going to be it's going to be low scoring most likely and there've been a lot of games this year in the NFL that have been one you know one point games, one point wins. Um I do think Cleveland wins and I do think they win by you know two, three or more. So I think that should be a safe play. It's not one of my favorite teaser legs of the week. Mm-hmm. I think I like the Jets plus the points more than I would the Browns in a teaser leg. Just weird things happen on Thursday night. And this Browns team, like, Ed, I feel like we've seen it with so many backup quarterbacks this year, whether it's been Dobbs, whether it's been DeVito. Like, these guys have their magical runs of two or three weeks, and then it just it comes crashing down on them quick. So maybe there's no regression from Flacco. Maybe he just keeps rolling. Seems like a bad matchup for him tonight against this Jets defense. But I think I'd rather take the Jets plus the points than I would the Browns in a teaser. I think the thing that interests me the most with the Browns is like looking at the futures market because mm-hmm. they could still win the AFC North. They can still get the number one seed in the AFC. They're 40 to one to win the AF to get the number one seed in the AFC. They need the Ravens to lose out. They need the Dolphins to obviously beat Baltimore. And then they need the Bills to beat the Dolphins in week 18. The Browns obviously have to win out, beat the Jets, win in Cincinnati next week. Like, would you take any shot on the Browns at all to win the division, to get the number one seed? I mean, it's not likely going to happen. Like, at this point, you're probably just buying it for the price. But I think because the Dolphins play the Bills next week and the Ravens have the Steelers in Week 18, who Lamar has always struggled with in his career, and Tomlin's had the Ravens number as of late. I don't know, Ed. Maybe maybe people just keep riding this Flacco train and they, you know, they sprinkle a little futures money. You know, it's funny, you were kind of reading my mind when you were talking about this stuff, because I, at this time of year, I'm always looking at the New York Times probability calculator, and sometimes I'll, you know, play with, you know, something in terms of, you know, my own models and stuff like that. But as I look at 40 to 1 and what that means, and the implied uh, percentage there is 2.44% that it will happen at 40 to 1. Uh, but if, say, the Browns went out, then ultimately that goes up to a 5% chance of winning the division and say a 2% chance of getting that number one overall seed. So if you're giving me 40 to one to win the division, is that right? 40 to one uh, for the number one seed, the division's 14 to one. Okay. Uh, 14 to one. No, wouldn't do that. Way too short. Uh, 40 to one. That's about right to me. I, I don't mm. know if there's necessarily an edge there. If, if you think it can happen or say something is, is slightly askew uh, or you believe that, you know, say like Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, will turn into a pumpkin or something like that, then maybe there's something to it. Uh, but I also think the implied you know, probability sort of has that baked in that that chance could conceivably occur. And that's also more like fading the Ravens in the playoffs. And, you know, that's the better play as far as that's concerned. So I, I, I think it's good to look into it. I'm not going to pull the trigger, but I think the numbers are, are about right. They're fairly sharp. Yeah, that's fair enough. I just, man, the Browns right now, the job Stefanski's done, the way Flacco's playing, 
Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe they keep this thing going. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go off the board right here on the BetQL Network.